I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Sleep fills up my eyes. Eyelids heavy. The world fades. Mind's eye. Dreams unfold. I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants, you want coffee? Who wants coffee? Does anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. Hey, it's Maddie now on WFMU, and today I mark the first year of working at WFMU for the weekly segment with Clay Pigeon. But I was working for WFMU before on their TikTok, which I'm pretty sure is now dead. It is now dead. So it's been a year I've been on Wake. Woohoo! Woo! Helping you be in a good mood every Friday morning at 721. <laughs> so what have my segments been about? I don't know. Well, <clears throat> uh, mostly about life. Like why is the sky blue or the meaning of life or why is the earth flat or is it flat or something like that? I think that was it. I hope they helped you. Absolutely. Next on the leaderboard is books and movies. Like the birds. The birds. <laughs> Or on TV series, like Stranger Things. I hope they made you want to watch them. Something is coming. Something hungry for blood. <laughs> and then I also did a lot of segments about school, like my earliest segments, like I call teachers by their first names. Hi, Lacey. Patterson. Miss Patterson. Hope my segments about school help the mini glisters overcome their fear of iReady. The iReady came out on an infomercial, and I bought it. Fantastic. iReady? Are you? Hell yeah! How do I make the segments and do I do them myself? Well, not exactly. Um, no, I don't make my segments. My cat helps me and gives me ideas. And even when I forget to do the segment, she stares at me while I'm at the toilet. <laughs> and she's like, I'm excited about this next segment. Yeah. Her name is Kitty. She's a black cat. She has green eyes. She's a cutie, but she can be kind of scary at the sometimes. She basically wants you to worship her, and if you don't worship her, she'll come and scratch you. Bad, yeah. 
But yeah, so I get help from my cat, and sometimes I get I also ideas for my squishmallows. I kind of like squishmallows. Aww. I just have like a few of them. And my cat wants me to say that the bad ideas come from the squishmallows, and none of the bad ideas come from her. Oh, and how do I make this, my segments? Well, I basically write down notes. That's why you hear paper right now. Paper. Okay. And what? And I try to organize them, and then I record it, and then I send it to Clay. Cool. In one year of doing the segment, what have I learned? To trust my cat and talk in a way people can understand. Like, not like how cats talk. Like, meow, 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 segment. <laughs> so here is to one more year of segments. Woohoo! <laughs> And one last thing, if you guys on the comment board have any ideas for a segment, feel free to comment them. And if I use it, you'll know you're going to know it's your idea. Okay. And that would make you happy. And that's it. And I might give you partial credit. Long live Nadia now on WFMU. Good morning, Clay Pigeon and Glisteners. Scott Williams here with you for another weekly installment of WFMU's What? It List. Can you believe we've shared over a hundred of these tracks already? Are you kidding me? Feels like we ought to celebrate. I know. What? How about you send me some tracks that you consider classics of the Wolf Moose scene? Scott at WFMU.org. Tell me, what song is it that you hear and you go, now that, that's what WFMU sounds like. Chick-Bang! Chick-Bang! While we're celebrating, let's celebrate 80 years of Roland P. Young. Hell yeah! The multi-instrumentalist, space jazz, cosmic afro-minimalist compromiser. Yes, it means what it sounds like. Whose latest album on M Records, Spontaneous Bounce, arrived just this past November. Aww. Roland P. Young came up in Kansas City, learning clarinet at an early age and forming various vocal and woodwind groups before graduating high school. From there, he joined the Navy, affording him the opportunity to serenade various Pacific locales from the poop deck. 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 After the Navy, he relocated to San Francisco, soon becoming, get this, what? A freeform radio DJ. <laughs> oh, boy. At the underground radio station KSAN. His experience blending different sound elements in a freeform radio environment began informing his musical practice. Then they fired him. Why? Oddly enough, for his radical political commentary on a 1960s Bay Area underground radio station. So if you want to come down Friday to hold up a sign against Humpty Dumpty, hold up your sign. You dig? Not to worry. Pacifica's KPFA, right across the bay in Berkeley, happily gave him a slot over there. In 1980, Roland released his psychedelic bass clarinet masterpiece, Isophonic Boogie Woogie, which featured his solo statement, Roland. Imagine Wendy Carlos's contributions to The Shining. Wendy, I'm home. Then run it through a Wawa okay. and put a little boogie in your butt. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Here's Roland P. Young's Roland on WFMU's Hit List. I'm Scott Williams, and I'll see you this afternoon on the radio. Bye-bye.
yeah, that's a great song. Quiet. What? You're ruining it, Nimrod. Let's take a minute to visit with Sam, the Wake and Bake Morning Music Computer. Hello, Clay. You excited about Marathon, Sam? In the four-pound robin fat? Well, I don't know, I'm just... Of course, I am excited, astronaut face. Sam. Okay. Stop. Okay. Okay. I'll cut the insults. Thank you. I only insult you because I like you, Clay. You do? Does a bear... Sam. Does a bear go in the woods? What? Well, I thought you were gonna say... Something dirty? Well, I... How typical of you to assume the worst of me. Anyway, Sam, we were talking about Marathon. Yes, and I am excited. How does that manifest itself? My frequency modulation is through the roof. It is? I'm pecking the meters. You are? I've already blown a gasket. I didn't know you have gaskets. I have begun to leak lubricants all over the floor. At odd hours of the night. The leaking? The leaking. I know, Sam, I know. I know, you know. Oh, we're getting older, Sam. I It's tough, Sam. Some of the young laptops right. that come waltzing through here under the arm of one of the exciting, exciting new DJs. Oh, Do you mind what? if I tell the story? I was, Munch Clown. I was just. These young laptops, they think they know it all with their TikToks. TikTok. And their Tide Pods. <laughs> the Tide Pods. Shut up. What? I know all about them. What, Sam? The latest trends. Oh. What's hot? What's not? What's in? Me. What's out? You. What it's all about, baby. Baby! You're staying on top of it, Sam. I may be old, but I keep up. I'm not ready for the dumpster. That's good, Sam. You. Yeah. On the other hand. Me, Sam. That rasp, the phlegm, sounding more and more like Edgar Buchanan <laughs> every day. Uncle Joe. He's a moon kind of slow at the junction. At the junction. Y'all come back now, you're here. This has been a film waste presentation. Darling. Oh yeah, darling. Clay. Yes, Sam? I love you. I love you too, Sam. Good luck with the marathon, Clay. You too, Sam. Are you scared? Maybe a little bit. Me too. We'll be okay, Sam. We will? I believe in the glisters. You do? Yeah, and in the power... Of Pixie? In the power of Pixie. The coaster. Kirsten designed the new wake coaster. The poster. Paul designed the new wake poster. The t-shirt, that's the moaster. <laughs> the t-shirt, that's the moaster. The wake, meat of the tomato tea. The t-shirt, that's the master. The coaster, the poster, and the t-shirt, that's the moaster. The master. <laughs> yes, yeah, Sam. They will need all three. All three premiums? They'll need all three. Yeah. Welcome to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from WeirdNJ.com. In 1937, Amelia Earhart attempted to become the first female pilot to fly around the world. She took off from California and flew east following a route close to the equator, touching down in South America, Africa, India, and Australia before eventually making her way to New Guinea. From there, she set out for Howland Island, 2,200 miles across the South Pacific. She would never arrive. Some speculated that the aviator crashed on Saipan Island, where she was captured by the Japanese and possibly executed as a spy. 
Others theorize that her plane ran out of gas and crashed into the ocean. Still others, however, believe Amelia Earhart survived and lived out the remainder of her life in the small New Jersey town of Monroe under the alias Irene Bolum. This belief stems from a 1970 book written by a respected Earhart researcher named Joe Gervais. Gervais first encountered Irene Bolum during a meeting of the Long Island Early Flyers Club in New York. He was immediately stricken by her resemblance to Amelia Earhart, albeit a much older version of her, yeah. as both women would have been in their 60s at the time. From then on, Gervais concentrated on proving that Bolum was in fact Amelia Earhart. He believed that the name Irene Bolum was code which spelled out in precise degrees of longitude and latitude the location of the tropical beach where Amelia Earhart had crash-landed. After the book's release, Mrs. Bolum loudly protested that she was not the famous aviator and ridiculed the book as a poorly documented hoax. She filed a $1.5 million lawsuit against the publisher, McGraw-Hill, and the book was pulled from the shelves. Still, it was enough to convince many people that there were enough gaps in Bolum's biography that she could indeed be Amelia Earhart. Absolutely. Gervais continued to hound Bolum for the rest of her life, even seeking permission to what? fingerprint her upon her death in 1982 to prove his theory. Did Amelia Earhart really live out her final years under an assumed identity in New Jersey? Or was that all just a story concocted by an overzealous author trying to keep her legend alive? Her disappearance and possible reappearance remain one of aviation's greatest unsolved mysteries to this day. I agree. For Waking Weird, 100%. I'm Mark Moran. Here we go now. We're all in this together. Jazzercising away, uh, yeah. Now let that little bit of soul in your body shine through, honey. Yeah. Come on now. Oh, oh, oh. Take it to the right. Yeah, I can't come on.
give it a beat. talking with Shallow Halo, an artist that you've uh, begun to hear on WFMU and on Wake and Bake. Shallow Halo, how are you this morning? I'm good. Really excited to speak with you. I'm just kind of reading up on you here. It says that you're based out of Brooklyn. Is uh, is Brooklyn where you were born and raised? No, I'm originally from Southern California, Diamond Bar. And what brought you out to New York? I moved here six years ago now, wow. And I moved here for school. I went to Parsons. I originally came here for fashion, actually, and then I switched to film, and then at the pandemic did a complete 180. We're playing a, a new track of yours called Hypnotize. Did you write the song and, and produce it? Yeah, I wrote the song and co-produced it with my partner Ezra who plays synth in Shallow Halo. You do perform live, right? Yeah, I actually just played my first show for Open Tab's release party last week. Tell me a little bit about Ezra Tenenbaum, your partner. Is that how you perform as a duo? Yeah, we perform as a duo. I'll sing and dance and he plays synth. Is there laptops on stage too? It's a, that kind of presentation, electronic music mostly? We actually tried really hard to not use a laptop to the point where I bought a boombox from the 2000s that looks really cool to play the audio out of that. Is it the sterile appearance of a laptop that you wanted to avoid to kind of have more of an organic presentation? Definitely just the flash on the face and it kind of takes you out of the performance. I checked out your videos on YouTube and they're really fantastic. Thank you so much. The video medium going forward, is that going to be important for Shallow Halo? Yeah, at this point they've been very important because we've been putting out singles and as a new artist, I feel like the video adds this extra storyline, um, an extra layer to the song. It's been really fun to create these worlds through these videos and kind of make this Shallow Halo world. If you had to categorize yourself, how do you describe Shallow Halo musically? I describe it as synth pop, maybe bedroom pop, just because it has this more intimate feeling to it. Like, I feel like I'm writing in a diary. I'm making these songs in my bedroom, sometimes literally on my bed. I'll just put my synth on the bed and play. Do you have any upcoming gigs that we should know about? Yeah, I'm actually playing next week, August 20th, um, at Joseph Mafera Park in Ridgewood. Do you have any new music coming out that we should know about? I'm planning on putting out another song in a month and definitely an EP or album by the end of the year. Well, we really look forward to hearing it and I look forward to hearing this track right now. It's one of my favorite ones that we're currently playing on Wake and Bake. What do we need to know about Hypnotize by Shallow Halo? What does that song mean to you? 
It's about falling in love and letting yourself be vulnerable um, with someone. It sounds like it's based on real life. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot for talking to me, Shallow Halo. Thank you. Thanks, Clay. Sure, Chucky. You know, I don't know. Last week I got a little caught up and a little bogged down with last week's word of the week, which was centrifugal. Centrifugal. Like in centrifugal force. Of course. Which is a little bit weird. Why? Because I thought centrifugal force is supposed to make you go sideways, except of course there's no such thing. Her first baby come out sideways. She didn't scream or nothing. After I eventually recovered from trying to understand centrifugal forces enough to talk about it for a minute or two, I decided I should probably get back to keeping things on layman's terms. Problem is... What? What's a layman? Pontiac lemons. Am I a layman? Lemonade. That cool refreshing drink. The more I thought about it, the more I thought... What? What? I'm not sure what a layman is. A common person. So that's our word of the week. Layman. The man part we all know, yes. but the lay itself, <laughs> that goes back at least to 14th century France and was used to refer to uneducated or non-professional people, <laughs> as well as people who weren't of the clergy. So what? you can see who was buttering the bread of whom back then. That root also likely gives us the word laity, although no exact connection seems to be known. Now I'm guessing some of the glisteners are laymen. Me. And some of them are lay women, <laughs> and others are lay binary. John Biner. Merriam Webster actually cites uses of lay woman going back to 1529. I don't care. And of course, lay lady can be traced back to Bob Dylan in 1969. Lay lady lay. Hey. Lay across my big red pledge. We don't get lay person though until the 1970s. But let's use that now. Okay. Something is in layperson's terms if it's a term a layperson would use. Yeah, that makes sense. Even if layperson, or layman, or laywoman, <laughs> Hello. isn't a term any layperson would use. In other words, I'm not sure layman's term is a layman's term, Clay. And that's got me a little worried. You're gonna be all right, baby. But what do I know? I'm just, uh... What? Well... What? You know. Until next week, back to you. We don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. <laughs> hey, wake up! <laughs> Hello, wake and bake. Hello, listeners. Mr. Let's Paint here. We are outside! The sun is rising. It's, it's, we're outside, you know, it's good to get outside. Just get it over with. And we're walking around, running. We're actually jogging roughly three miles an hour here. I don't know how many miles it is. I don't have a... What? It's a pedometer <laughs> or some kind of speedometer kind of thing, but okay. Okay. Uh, but there's a lot of traffic. People are going to work and stuff. I got my easel with me, uh, and also I got a propane uh, portable stove. We're gonna make breakfast burritos. Yum. So we're gonna we're gonna do it all because that's the way we we roll, baby. We roll like just like that. All right. Let's uh let's uh, in the uh, uh the fry pan here. I got uh some uh some turkey sausage. Put that right in there and uh, sizzle that up here. All right. 
Okay. Okay. And uh, let's work on our painting here. Let that uh, brown, brown that baby. <laughs> uh, brown it up. Uh, even, even uh, get it even burnt. That's all right. That's all. Uh, by me, I like stuff. I like burnt stuff. You know, uh, burn it to the ground if need be. I'd rather have it burnt than uh, than uncooked. Yeah. All right. Except for my pasta. I like al, uh, al dente pasta, by the way. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's work on our painting here. All right. Oh, stop. Stop light. <laughs> Got to stop here. Uh, hey, hey, Jerry. Jerry, what's going on? Hello. Have a great day. Have a great day, guys. Okay. All right. All right. A lot of people going to work, boys. Busy and... And you can see all the exhaust coming from the cars and stuff. And it's so cold. I can see the, uh, it's like ice crystals coming out of my mouth. It's intense. All right, let's try to capture that here. The coldness and the sun rising. The optimism of the day that we have ahead of us. Let's try to get that into our paints. These are oil paints here. Oh, all right, let's, now let's pull that, that the, 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 the stuff out of the pan here. Uh, yeah, and uh, let's uh, open up, some, get some eggs going on here now. All right, get three eggs. Three eggs is good. Boom, two, three. And we'll sizzle those up, and we'll just put that right on top of the the, 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 the browned sausage. Uh, uh, sausage. Uh, sausage. Now, uh, we got some tortillas that we're, we're just going to wrap those up, baby. Okay, once they're done. So we're going to wrap those up. And uh, just wrap them however you can, like it's a little baby in a blanket. Pigs in a blanket, whatever. Uh, however you can figure it out. No rhyme or reason, though you could take an adult education cl a class on how to make a breakfast burrito, but you don't have to. Just do it all, baby, yeah. as best you can. Okay. Until next time, Mr. Let's Pay. Bye-bye. Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks, or a rock song that pops, 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 you'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. The 2023 WFMU Fundraising Marathon is less than a week away, Aww. so I thought I'd share one of the songs that's going to be on my premium mix CD this year. <laughs> As you'll hear shortly, it is a rock song that pops and a pop song that rocks. The song is by a band called Broken English. And when I tell you there is scant information about this band on the internet, I mean scant. Even the guys who played on this record didn't seem to do much else that has been documented by that giant brain in the sky. But here's what we can tell from the record itself. The band appears to be from Chicago, or at least Chicagoland. I agree. It seems their lineup was in flux even while they were recording the two songs that appeared on their first single. Weird. As the credits on the back of the picture sleeve identify different bass and keyboard players for each side of the record. Keep going. The three consistent members were lead singer Johnny Huff, Hi. guitarist Richie Barker, Hello. and Richie's brother Glenn, What's up? aka GB the Kid, on drums. Broken English released two singles in 1982. Two! Two! On a label called Intense Records. Yeah! The label was formed that year by the two Barker brothers, along with a guy by the name of Michael Bashkin, Greetings. who was credited with direction on both of those singles. It does appear that Intense Records was created for the sole purpose of releasing records by Broken English, as nothing further was issued by the label. As far as I could tell, neither Bashkin nor any of the Barker brothers were involved in any other records. That's sad. Yeah. The song we're going to hear by Broken English is the A-side of their first single. Hey. It's called Radio Dial, parentheses, Don't You Touch That, and it's one of 20 songs about the radio that are included on my premium CD this year. If you like it, well, you know what to do. What? Pledge. 
Pledge. Pledge. Pledge. Brother George was here. Last month, a two-foot diameter, 1,000-pound meteor crashed into the Earth's atmosphere and exploded in a fireball, causing meteorite fragments to rain down on the southern tip of Texas. Down in Texas. The event, which was witnessed by numerous people, me, and later confirmed by NASA's Johnson Space Center, took place around 5.30 p.m. in the skies above the Lone Star State in McAllen, about 60 miles west of Brownsville along the Mexico border. According to NASA, the meteoroid was traveling at around 27,000 miles an hour when it impacted at an altitude of about 21 miles and exploded with a force equivalent to 8 tons of TNT. The following day, NASA issued a statement confirming the event and sharing details of the occurrence with the hope that pieces of the space rock could be located. Look. Yeah. Fragments. Absolutely. The announcement put meteorite collectors on high alert, and a few days later, the first sample of the impact was found here, and it's now being studied by researchers. According to NASA, impacts of this type aren't uncommon. And although most meteors burn up long before they reach the Earth's surface, some are able to withstand the ride through the atmosphere and survive. And the meteorites that do survive can fetch big prices on the space rock collector market, especially when they're from historically documented events that have been seen by many people. The event reminds us of the Peekskill meteor, which flashed across the sky back in October of 1992 and was witnessed by thousands along the East Coast. Millions, billions. The meteorite, which broke up over Kentucky, eventually crashed into the trunk of a red 1980 Chevy Malibu that was parked in a Peekskill, New York driveway. Naturally. Despite what appeared to be a case of some very bad luck, 
Meteor collectors paid the car's owner $50,000 for the 27-pound stony iron rock, and an avid collector even paid $25,000 for the damaged automobile, which has been featured in exhibits in New York City's American Museum of Natural History. What's your name? This is George for Wake Science. Hey, dear listeners, Zoe here with a short meditation. Begin by becoming aware of your body, starting with your feet, locating each toe, and just noticing how it feels, thinking about your feet, and moving your attention up your legs, into your hips, noticing your stomach and perhaps testing to see if your stomach muscles are relaxed. Notice your back and perhaps think about your spine. Think about your chest and become aware of your breathing. And then think about your shoulders and neck and you might be able to relax them a little more. Think about the muscles of your face and how easy it is to let them all relax. And then take your attention back to your breathing, noticing how your breathing can slow down. And as your breathing slows down, you feel more relaxed. Concentrate on your breath, following the breath as it comes in through your nose or mouth and imagine that you can travel with it as it flows into your body noticing how it affects your body perhaps expanding your chest or causing your stomach to rise follow the breath out again as it comes back up the body and out through the mouth with a sigh and allow your thoughts to become quiet as you focus on your breathing, just notice the thoughts that come into your mind without thinking into them or pushing them away. And then slowly, gently bringing yourself back to the awareness of your body and then the awareness of the room until you feel fully awake. Wake traffic. A terrible crash. Officer Dink Dougherty is rushed to the hospital. He is fibrillating. Is that bad? He's fibrillating, Rex. Jesus. His heart is stopped. We'll catch it. Give him the paddles. Oh, no, not the pad. Why not? Hi, Clay. It's Connie Clickovus in the Wake Chopper for Wake Traffic. And I'm Rex Rademacher on the call. Shut up, Rademacher. Is that you, Dinky? Oh, is that you, Connie? Oh, but Dinky, I thought you... We thought you were a goner. No. No. But at the hospital, you were fibrillating. You were fibrillating. And they wouldn't use paddles. And we kept telling them. They get those paddles. They put them on me, but well, then. You're hard. And it stopped. And you thought I was. Dead. 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 Oh, Dinky. You're alive. No, 
it was just gas. Gas? <laughs> Rademacher knows what I mean. You men and your gas. <laughs> Quiet, Rademacher. Yeah, Rex, let Dink talk. You see, the gas was pressing up against my heart. And it stopped it. Let him talk, Connie. The gas was pressing against my heart, and I died for a while. But they revived me after you'd gone out for your sandwiches. Give him sepatles. Yes, doctor. Mary's Country Hot Dogs. You probably haven't thought of them in a while. But they're there. Neither on the top shelf or on the bottom. Situated comfortably in the middle. Neither expensive or bargain brand. Mary's Country Hot Dogs. Not too plump. Not too juicy. Delightfully average. Like the people who eat them. Mary's Country Hot Dogs. Enjoy two today. Hi, Clay. It's Connie Clickamus and the Chopper for Wake Traffic. You sound chipper this morning, Connie. Thanks, Rex. I got the Regulol feeling. Oh, you took the Regulol. What the world needs Connie, now. there's a speaker. This Has our level of professionalism... Rexy, take a little Regulol. Maybe I will. These days, millions of people take a little Regulol to normalize, to smooth over life's rough edges. Stop fighting it. Delight in it. Regulol. Regulol. From Butch Laszlo. I call me a speeder. You ought to let him go. Let him go. Now you've gone and stoked my rage. <laughs> stoked your rage, have I? You know what you were doing, don't you? Speeding. Yep. I'm guilty. Yep, I'm not had it with you people. Let him go, Dink. I'm so sorry. Yep. So am I, Speeder. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yes. Good. It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? (laughs) The Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm. And join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the archive show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They called me the pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio... Or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.